Hey, I'm Ray. Hey, I'm Liz. And together we are Buzz with Ray and Liz. Just two kick-ass human beings who came up with an idea to celebrate the intricate web of humanity the best way we know how, with no filters. I already have a drink in my hand. Think of this as happy hour with two of your best friends. So sit down, take a sip, and enjoy. Hey guys, it's Liz. Hey, it's Ray. And today we are talking about the movie Black Panther and the impact it had on so on society. Um, within this past week alone, unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman passed away on August 28th. He played the lead character T'Challa. He has been in other films. Some of the bigger biopic films that he played in was 42, where he played Jackie Robinson, um, Get On Up, James Brown, Marshall, and that's Thurgood Marshall. So Black Panther, just a couple little background. I'm pretty sure everybody has seen it. If not, I definitely recommend. I don't think we're going to do spoilers, but if we do, I would say stop now because I'm not sure if we will. Um, In 2018, the Marvel superhero movie Black Panther was released. It, from what I saw on Google and most of the stuff I did find this from Wikipedia, um, they released that um, and they grossed 1.3 billion worldwide. It is the highest grossing film by a black director, and it is also the ninth grossing film of all time. They did win three Oscars, which was for Best Costume Design, Best Original Score, and Best Production Design. Some of the key act leads in there was, of course, Chadwick Boseman, who plays T'Challa, Michael B. Jordan, who is Killmonger, Denaya Gurira, who's Okoye, um, and she also played in The Walking Dead. Did you ever watch that? Only the first season. Oh, well, that's that's a good season. She was badass in there, too. Um, there's Lapita Nyong'o. And my husband's personal favorite, Angela Bassett, Bassett, which is the queen. And my personal favorite, Winston Duke, who plays M'Baku. And I, every time he comes on there, I always tell my husband, M'Baku can break my back, yo. And he's just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> But he uh, he's on there. Um, I felt like this movie was highly marketed before it came out, and it completely lived up to its hype. How did you feel about the movie? Did you like it, Ray? I liked it. I really did. I thought it was very... It kind of was reminiscent of what was going on in the 60s, considering that's when it like was created sometime in the 60s. Did you ever um, read the comics? I am not a comic reader. I'm so sorry to our fans out there who are, or listeners who are comic book fans. I I, I, just, I like anime and manga. Oh, yeah. I don't like any of that stuff, but that's pretty cool. My kids are more into it since my household is full of boys. I have a boy tribe. Mm-hmm. We try to watch as many superhero movies. And, of course, they're pissed every time I have to watch it because I'm like, who's that guy? What's that guy do? What's his backstory? And they just get annoyed. Um, but I really do enjoy the superhero movies. I am not keeping up in order. My husband and I saw one of those charts that tell you when to watch it and of course mm-hmm. uh, as a white as the bitchy wife that i am i always say oh yeah we're gonna watch those when we have our free time we're gonna watch those we never watch those we end up watching the shit i want to watch and then i fall asleep watching it so shout out to you hubby for never <laughs> getting to get what you want yay for the representation of black panther um within this past week 
weekends um, seeing that Chadwick did pass away, my friends on social media, my close friends have been talking about the impact of it. I have a really close best friend and she's white. But her son mm-hmm. is mixed and he he looks mixed. Um, the only thing she was telling me, we had a discussion last year about representation and how important it was. I was referring to crazy rich Asians. You ever seen that? Oh, yes. I would hope so. But I was saying that during that time, I, I know that Joy Luck Club was out, but I didn't see it in the movie theater Um but I got to see Crazy Rich Asians, and of course, it's a full Asian cast, and how big that was to me, the representation, and I could have only imagined what it would be like to see that as a little kid, and my friend, she was saying that's how her son felt about Black Panther. Now, even though he is mixed, we always talk about there's a chance that he's going to feel more represented by being black, and that's amazing. If that's how it is, baby, that's how it is. Um, He was talking about his uh, he had to write a book or write a story, whatever elementary kids have to do. And he said, Mom, why is there not any darker skinned kids with curly hair and green eyes? And she said something's like, well, baby, maybe you'll have to write one one day. And then he mentioned something. He's like, oh, and then I could be a black superhero just like T'Challa. So mm-hmm. that's how we were talking about just the impact of the own kids. And he's like 10 years old. So I thought that was pretty groundbreaking. It definitely felt like when the movie first released that it was a representation of the black culture, but it was a celebration. Mm-hmm. I got to see like Star Wars and Harry Potter and all those strong fandoms, you know, in the, when those movies are re-released, how people dress up for seeing those movies and their cosplay. And throughout my own personal timeline, I got to see black people dress up and they went all out. And and I thought that was the coolest thing just to see that representation going on. Do you do cosplay or anything? Um, No, I've never done cosplay. Um, I don't have the courage to do it or the time to actually make it. But I did see like how people went all out. Like I am a Harry Potter dork. Ooh, and I love too. it. I love Harry Potter. Which and house remember, are you? Um, I'm between Ravenclaw and Gryffindor. I don't know Ravenclaw. how I got Gryffindor, but it's just, I guess, you know, oh, it happens. Uh, Gryffindor. I, yeah, I wanted to be <laughs> Slytherin so bad, though. That's the one I'm always casted in. I'm in the Slytherin household. But no, they're they're. that's a great just series i made my husband watch it so when he had his acl surgery he's never seen harry potter um but when you have your acl surgery you can't move you have to basically keep your leg elevated and i made Mm -hmm. him sit through all of them and then if when he fell asleep because he was tired i would just pause it and then watch youtube videos or just fuck around and start drinking and then (laughs) make him watch it all over again so my husband has watched every goddamn harry potter film and he'll watch it again when i'm in the mood again for it but it is, it goes back to just the representation of feeling that you can have these mm-hmm. other fantasy films and be part of the adventure. So I thought that was really cool. I also like how they portrayed Wakanda. Because in traditional mainstream, um, I've always seen Africa look as if it was backward and very disrupted. And this wasn't the case at all. Wakanda was a vibrant metro city with these this futuristic technology, vibra- vibranium um and it was just it was so cool it was like this fantasy of what 
a country would look like when it is truly liberated. And I thought that was really cool to see Wakanda like that. I also really enjoyed seeing that Wakanda itself had different tribes. Mm -hmm. That was something that I thought was very well written into the film. It's not like everyone's under this one, one government. There is different tribes in there and they run their tribes and they kind of respect the bigger T'Challa's tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of women roles in this film. Did you have any character women-wise? Did they stick out to you? Shuri. I hope I'm saying her name. Shuri. The sister, Letitia, yeah. right? I, yeah. Yeah. I thought she was amazing. She's, you know, she's basically what we encompass a feminist to be. And she's it, you know. But I do think that going back to like representation i think they did something so great but it's just a little too behind and that's what kind of like disappointed me is why didn't we make this happen a while back ago you know and not only that but like seeing everything that's happened two years later is we can't forget that hollywood is still racist till this day so having that movie definitely is like the biggest triumphant i think hollywood could ever have in terms of like black culture and that's just from an outsider's point of view i don't know as like a black woman or a black man how they would feel but somebody who's looking out if i were in their shoes i'd be like oh wow that's amazing um and it's just one of those movies where you just immerse yourself not only in like because i'm i love marvel i like avengers and i'm hoping that they didn't just put it in there just because you know it's part of the avengers timeline i truly hope that they actually made the movie because they knew how much hollywood lacked black representation I think so, too. I I would hope that's the reason why. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is a black director. So maybe the director was like, listen, we're going to we're going to do a film that really represents black culture. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely adored her character, Shuri. She was this brilliant younger sister. Mm -hmm. And to me, she was like the fan favorite. She stole every single scene, but she still felt like a Disney princess to me. But she was also a scientist. So it was it was it was really cool to see how she you could tell she was of royalty and she's a sweetheart because of her relationship with T'Challa, just how they were kind of like fighting back and forth. But she was really smart and she wasn't afraid to be smart. So I, I mm-hmm. thought that was really, really fun to see. I do think that if I was younger, she would have been my favorite character. There are the other women's squad members, uh, Nakia, who is played by Lapita. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think she was a childhood friend of T'Challa and they've kind of grew up together and eventually like became this romantic partnership. I saw them kind of bicker as much as they flirted with each other, which I thought was very adorable, felt very real. I've seen relationships become that way. I did see that both of them came together because they had the desire to help those in needs. And I do believe Lapita's character was the person who kind of pushed to T'Challa to kind of open up Wakanda's doors so they can offer their technology and help everyone. So I but thought that do you, was really beautiful. But do you think that in the end, Nakia was the one who said something and then in the end, it was Michael B. Jordan, his character, Killmonger, that ended up um, having the, what is it called? He ended up having the credit for it. 
for wanting to open it. Like, what are your views in, in terms of, we know Shuri was amazing. We know the women on there portrayed were very strong, very smart, very confident women. But what are your thoughts when it comes to how they portrayed, let's say, what society sees as a black, what society sees black women as versus how the movie portrayed them? Like, you, you know what I mean? I don't know if I'm making sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, are you saying that they were more as a template black woman or are you saying that they are? I feel like I feel like the, one of the reasons why this movie was so amazing is because they took out the angry black woman stereotype that society sees and put in the um, smart, talented leader Mm-hmm. They put in the courageous and kind of a different type of, like, woman that mm-hmm. oh, I hope I don't lose any, you know, listeners. But I'm so sorry what white people see as black women, <laughs> you know. And I think, that, yeah, and I think that's what the whole cool thing about having the black director. I think they want he, they didn't want that stupid stereotype re portrayed mm-hmm. in there i kind of viewed it as there's so many different women i mean there's shuri nakia akoy and the queen the um i kind of felt like it was just different cycles of a woman and you have the younger sister she's growing she's learning confidence she's learning to be smart and being accepted by it you have this caring nurturing maternal even though she did not have a child um nakia's character who has this strong desire for helping others and then mm-hmm. you have that warrior ass badass akoy who's that skillful fighter like she just represented so much strength there and then you also had angela bassett's role who's the, the mom um in the very like near the beginning scenes where T'Challa's fighting Baku and like he's on the ground and she's like get up you're the king like just to see that as a mother role because as a mom I feel like sometimes I really want to be more caring and loving like Nakia and focus on all these purposeful things and I think I do that a lot as a woman but as a mom raising a son I think that I am more like the queen like listen you have to have the confidence to fight you have to be brave so I think it's just going toggling back as a woman so I I feel like each role represents a role in everyday women's lives so I I like seeing that Mm -hmm. and also it's I mean it wasn't American women either so yeah and it's oh sorry and I think it's amazing because when you think about like evolution and, and I don't know if everyone believes in evolution, but when we think of the cradle of life, we think of, you know, Africa, right? And you mm-hmm. brought up a really good point about how um, all this, these women are very mature, are very motherly, are very um, caring in a way. And there was one quote I remember in the, like, I think it was towards the end where um, Shuri goes, another broken white boy to fix towards oh. Bucky. Do you remember that? Was it Bucky? And I thought it was the other one that played in The Hobbit. No, it was Bucky. It was the guy who was the guy who um who ended up having to go there because he had a fight with Captain America and so he ended up having to go there. Oh, so she was yes. referring she was originally referring to was him. Bucky and then the guy that played The Hobbit came back and he's kind of and I actually liked how they pre- um portrayed him. He's the guy that played, I forgot. I didn't write down his name. Um but he's the one that was in the movie He's not Hobbit important right now. <laughs> we'll get back. He's a great actor, but I forgot his name. Um but I liked how they portrayed him just that he 
didn't take over anyone's role. Like he kind of knew his place and it was they're the royalty. I need mm-hmm. to respect what's going on here. So I, I really enjoyed watching that. Um, no, but basically that's how I saw it. And like and I, like what I said, I'm so sorry to our white folk listeners. I don't like actually, you know what? Forget it. This is my truth. But the way I see it is end of the day, like the way they portrayed it, especially when they talked about colonizers. And I thought that was very funny. Because sometimes I'll joke about it. And my boyfriend's white, you guys. Okay, my boyfriend's white. And I'll call him that just when I'm really pissed off. And he'll just, like, (laughs) smirk and laugh. But it's, it's one of those things where even if you aren't black, you related to it. Because let's be honest, a lot of the countries in our beautiful world were colonized. So yeah. we we have that like, oh, okay, I get it. Not only was it big for black folk, but it was big for other people who have had their countries colonized because that's how it is, you know? And think about it. Their Wakanda wasn't touched by outside forces, and yet they had everything. They had technology that was beyond, like, that was light years away from what everyone else had. Right. And that and was untouched. That- and I think that's where the biggest social impact comes from. The mm-hmm. main character, of course, I believe is your favorite character. <laughs> and if I, I'm clear, I think every woman's favorite character was probably him, but mine. Um, but it, he is an American black culture. He represented that very well. He was from Oakland, California. The one thing about him is I typically do not root for the villains. Like I just, I never, I never feel their pain. I, I, in all the superhero movies I've seen up till this moment, I always viewed them as a psychopath who somehow gained a lot of power because of his backstory. Mm-hmm. I felt that I believed in what he said. So this was the first time I rooted for a, a bad guy. Um, he did say a line that I thought was one of the most beautiful lines I've ever heard in cinema. And it's, I don't have it memorized by heart. I can Google it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone knows it. It's where he's, T'Challa's telling him, it's like, you know, basically join us. And he's like, I'm not about to join you guys because I'm not about to be like basically your servant uh, while I'm under your ruling. And he's like, uh, bury me in the ocean where my ancestors chose death and years of slavery so something like that was he said and I just thought that was extremely beautiful to hear like I couldn't imagine what has been seen in black history that hasn't even been properly portrayed mm-hmm. that the ancestry the deepness the the roots of it all and Wakanda basically from what I saw they tried to make it look like they were a third world country but they were hiding and they were one of the most technology advanced liberated countries in the world from this this film so i thought that was interesting to see killmonger who has grown up in a a a tough neighborhood and had to deal with what america has treated black people um and then to go to know that he should have been royalty i can see the anger there i don't really quite remember or i didn't quite understand at least how he realized more about his ancestry because I, I have the feeling that his father was killed in the beginning and that was like he didn't know anything about that stuff but he must have 
maybe there's some deleted scenes I didn't see, but the social impact of it was really good. I actually was rooting for Killmonger. I wish he hadn't, I wish he didn't kill himself. And according from, I've been looking up like, you know, just opinions and kind of commentary on Black Panther and representation. Um, University of Washington actually has a really good article. And one of the questions was, do you see this film as kind of a social commentary? And um, I hope I, I don't butcher her name. Maisha said, um, she said, I see this film as speculative fiction. It's not fantasy like most superhero films are. It's speculative because it creates a fictional world to look for solutions to real world problems. And when she said that, I was like, wow, that is absolutely true. Like imagine a world where like it wasn't called, like we weren't colonized. You think that we would have the capability to advance as, as much as Wakanda did? Do you think that would be possible? I think it would be. Um, like, in the end, they speak about, like, what does, she goes, Black Panther is creating an image and imagining an African country that has not been touched by colonization. It tries to work out what does liberation look like in the hands of black people. Killmonger wants to pursue liberation of the black community worldwide through colonial means. He wants to hand everyone weapons and help them liberate themselves. But ultimately, the movie says liberation through violence and colonization is wrong. Killmonger dies and the plan is stopped. The film says that right way to decolonize is through education, specifically a non-westernized black education. That's why T'Challa builds school at the end of the film to liberate the black community. Oh, I do. And that kind of, yeah, that kind of gives me like a new perspective on it. But that's basically what it is, the way like T'Challa builds school at the end to liberate the black community. And I think that's part of the reason why he played such a big role in the community in itself. And he became like what the Bostonian son said. He wasn't just a black cultural icon. He was black culture. Yeah, and I did love that scene where at the end that he, they built the schools. But I, I guess I didn't see it that way. I saw it more as a, and this is just me being a feminist. I saw it more as he heard the women in his life and what they wanted. And he used his platform, his power to be able to do just that. Like they, his sister and Nakia, they both really wanted to help others. So I, I thought that was his way of saying, let's, I believe in your dream, let's do it. So I kind of saw that you got to see not too often. They always try to portray like black men don't care when they do. And I thought this was a way to just say, listen, I believe in you. And I, I really like to see stuff like that. I also really liked in the film that everyone had an African dialect. Mm-hmm. It felt very real to me. It, I, I mean, obviously Killmonger didn't. But the the Wakand- people from Wakandians, is that what they're called? Wakandians? Mm-hmm. I think so, Wakandians. I, okay, please don't, but please don't come after us if we're saying this wrong. We're very sorry. <laughs> come after us. Attack us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Educate us. So, but it was really nice to see that because it felt it felt real, and all of the characters did that. I also really liked watching the Okoye's character. Of course, she's a skillful fighter, like we've already said. Mm-hmm. But there was a scene where you got to see how loyal she was to that throne when her lover, um, Wakabi, um, he's the one that was from Get Out. Mm-hmm. He he's that's her lover on there, and he's like basically agreeing with everything what Killmonger said and 
he was ready to fight for him. And there's a scene where he's going after Umbaku and then Akoi comes in and she stops him and he stops abruptly and he jumps off of his animal and he's like, are you serious, basically? Are you going to really do this right now? And she's like, he's like, you're going to pick Wakanda over us, our fight? And he looks, she said, yeah, forever. And he looks around and sees his own brothers and sisters having to deal with the pain. And he, it looks like, you know, he brings out his knife and it looks like he's about to fight her to the death, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He just drops the knife and kneels to her. So to see that in a role of a woman who has strong conviction, fighting for what she believes in and then the love of her life, willing to fight a different cause but realize that she's right. I thought that was very impactful to see. Because sometimes you're not right. Sometimes you have to look at things and you're like, I am so angry. I feel like certain things I deserve. But then you have really true friends and family members and and loves that remind you there's a bigger thing outside of your feelings, even though they're valid, but we're looking for something way bigger than that. So I thought that scene was really, really cool and confronting. I thought that she was awesome. She's badass and everything. There's a scene where she's like, I think there was maybe they're in America because I think that's when the shooting happens and they get the white guy they bring back. Um, but she's like, she has to wear a wig in the role and she like gets shitty about the wig. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I don't know why women wear these. I liked how the women they were very hair their hair was very natural i like seeing that um and the costume design everything felt very it felt very authentic the soundtrack itself was badass i mean kedrick lamar had some great songs on there and just a lot of the music was really good oh yeah it was really really good kendrick did an amazing job um but yeah, so I actually, one of the things that I pulled up because during this entire research and going back to the whole feminism is from marketwatch.com, they actually said that one of the most glory things about this is that um, Black Panther, basically with the portrayal of women in Black Panther, a line in the sand had been crossed, which means what we see Black women portrayed before it actually elevated it and put it into like a new perspective and how black women should be portrayed in film i love that i think that's absolutely beautiful and i because we talk about so much how pop culture has fucked Mm -hmm. us i think this is important especially since you see within this past week the remembering of chadwick you see all these little kids who have put Mm -hmm. all of their superheroes um you know in the little circle and then his his unfortunately his little his little black panther figure is down and they're all like mourning his death the Mm -hmm. impact of this if we start changing pop culture and and mainstream and movies showing that women black women all all kinds of women are a lot more powerful than what they are portrayed. We are not these little princesses that need to be saved. I feel like that can really register, especially with the youth. I was just watching Elvira last night for some reason. I was making <laughs> my kids, because it's September 1st, you know, mm-hmm. and I was, I made my sons watch it and my husband, and they're like, what the hell are we watching? And, you know, I don't know who, if you know who Elvira is, but she's, the queen of darkness yeah su- yeah yes. she's super sexy and i made my boys watch it and my teen son she boobies galore so he was happy to watch it my my little one he didn't know he was just like okay but this is fun to watch but as a little kid i remember watching her and was like oh so this is what a bad bitch is like i want to grow up to be her and she you know her character as a woman 
isn't really caring what other people are thinking about her. She is going to be her. So mm-hmm. the representation of of Black Panther and the woman in Black Panther, it is not the American stereotype that's portrayed in films. It is, they are different levels of black women. They are young black girls who are very educated, who are very brilliant and mm-hmm. are deserving of that title. They should not be ashamed of it. No little girl should be ashamed of being smart. And then you have all the other characters. You have the queen, a strong woman who, you know, she had to let go of her king because he, he, you know, he's killed in the, he's killed, I believe, in Civil War. And that's what introduces Black Panther. I haven't watched him in the series. So if I'm wrong, let me be wrong. <laughs> um, but he, just her role, just how she's the strength of like, I have to make sure that the, my husband is ready to take on the role. And they're just different. There's just so many different types of a woman. And I thought that this was really mainstream marketed really well to glorify all of that um yeah i that's basically what i like and considering i also watch wonder woman i'd have to say and i love wonder woman but i'd also have to agree and i did my research and i looked and they also brought up how wonder woman was also a feminist film but i'd have to say that black panther was a lot better in portrayal of you know feminism and women just because like you know they they really did portray different streamlines of black women and just women in general where like you know you had somebody who's brilliant you had somebody who was fighting you like what you said there was a mother and also there was there's a spy lupita (laughs) but like it that's how that's how women are we're not just like not everyone can be Wonder Woman, if that makes sense. Oh, that does. Look at you. You went full circle on me. Yeah. I actually never saw Wonder Woman. I heard that it was amazing. It was so. amazing. It was a good movie. But like what I said, it, not everyone can be Wonder Woman. Woman. But when you watch Black Panther, yes. your daughters and your sons, they have a choice to pick who they want to be. And it was definitely a wide variety when it comes to finding who you relate to i couldn't agree more with you i i definitely i didn't see wonder woman but i definitely understand like the pressure of being especially like a a woman who is a mom and is her career like you have all these things and you're expecting this woman to be all women and Mm -hmm. and black panther is the cast itself like you don't have to be t'challa in this film and mm-hmm. this, even though this movie is based off of a, a, a male character, he's the theme, he's the Black Panther, it did not sidestep feminism in the film. And you got mm-hmm. to see the village itself. There's so many pieces in a village, and you got to see the importance of all that. I mean, even though that M'Baku died, or not died, he lost in the beginning of the fight, and you're thinking, oh, damn, sexy as he can possibly be be as a man he's so beautiful my husband's gonna be like turn it off but he's so beautiful um and then to come back at the at the next near the end of the scene showing that t'challa isn't passed away he actually found him his one of his members of his tribe found him and he's keeping him alive in the snow um and just how he talked he was oh he was just so sexy i think they did that on purpose because there's the part where the the, the white guy that's in there that we forgot his name um, from The Hobbit he, he tries to talk and M'Baku looked at him and then started like barking and then his whole tribe started barking and then they said something else and then he jokes around he's like ah, I'm just fucking with you guys 
and then he shows them. So I, I, I thought that was cool that you could, hey, you can lose these little fights, but you can come back and win these wars. I think that's that damn quote that people say, right? Like, I may have lost the fight, but I didn't lose the war. Lose the war, yeah. Yeah, I never yeah. got that. Oh, okay. I found his name. His name is Martin Freeman. He was from The Hobbit. Mm. You know what? I thought that was him. I thought that's what I saw, but I was like, ah, I didn't write it down. There was also, I think Andy Serkis was in there. He's the one from The Hobbit as well. Or Lord of the Rings, he plays Schmeagol. Gollum. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love him. He's he's so great. He's such a great guy. He's also going to be Andy Serkis. He's, he's sexy, too. Um, he's going to be in, I believe, the new Batman film with Robert Patterson, Patterson, and he's going to be playing somebody. Oh, he's going to be playing Alfred, but my son told me that. Yeah. Honestly, like, this film was more than just just a film. So I guess we would say that I would say that the biggest social impact of this film is Killmonger. His role showing the American side. Um, I bought my husband the shirt, but when he sees Angela Bassett's character, he's like, hey, auntie. So they, he, they kept the same language until it was required Then he was able to speak the dialect and all that. Mm-hmm. But he showed that Americans are upset. And I think there was a part in the film, but he's upset. Like, basically, Wakanda has the capability to help black people in America, and they don't want to. And he made it seem like he thought they were cowards. But people in Wakanda looked at it like, we don't want to have to basically take on your powers or your problems because in in the end, we'll become servants to your problems. So there was that push back and forth. Um, I did like Killmonger's role again. Did you think that his violence it was just, justified? You know, it reminded me of X-Men and Magneto. I don't know if you've ever watched the X-Men series, but Magneto is definitely for the mutants. And he was like, you know, let's now that they're coming after us. And I think that was X-Men 3. They were all coming after them um, because they were mutants. And so Magneto was like, we have to fight back. We have to fight back. And that's how I feel like, you know, Killmonger was. He saw the bad side of, you know, what was going on and he wanted liberation. And um, yeah, n- and I I understood it very well, and I I could feel like you know I could I mean I couldn't really feel it, but I understand <laughs> like the pain, especially growing up in America where it's it, it, it's just very black and white in America and how we see things, and especially when you're growing up because you're not you don't have the resources you're not being told everything, they're just telling you what they want to feed you. Yeah, no, I definitely I I I get. The comparison you use because I'm familiar with X Men. Um, I mean, it's under Marvel. It Professor X and Magneto, and mm-hmm. Professor X is like, "Hey, we have to learn to integrate with the humans because you know we have to help them out." And Magneto's like, "No, goddamn it, we're the cure to the humans. There's something wrong yep. with them. We're not mutants. They're it's evil. them that's wrong." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even though Xavier dies, that that one is the third one I, that we saw. Um, there's a part in where Magneto's walking and the mutants are like, oh, well, Professor X is dead. And he stops and he's like, you don't ever talk bad about Professor X. We still fight the same war. We just don't have the same tactics. Mm-hmm. Because if you actually watch the whole series, they it shows how they became Professor Friends X is who trained. Yeah, they trained him to be Magneto. But again, Magneto has a powerful history. He was, he was stuck in the concentration camp. 
he had his tattoo on his arm. That's why he made a big deal because he can do, he can manipulate metals. Um, mm-hmm. And he's a scene. He's like, no metal will ever touch these arms again. And he lifts up his arm, and then it's, you can see the Holocaust number on it. So it mm-hmm. it does feel very very similar, that they are very similar. I mean, it's a Marvel comic too, but I felt like it was very directed to our generation so black panther felt very us versus magneto and professor x felt maybe the 10 years before me um that fight but i do enjoy i enjoyed the fact that we all know that there's an issue and we have to come together now how we're going to come together seems to be the biggest issue so that i think i think that's the biggest thing about killmonger like his violence, me trying to talk to be talk to my son, that's not the answer. But me on my own, like, fuck, yeah, kill them all. Yeah, them I all. know. That's how I am. I'm like, burn everything down. No, no, don't, don't come after me. But no, but that's how I feel sometimes, like, burn everything down. And, you know, we see the good and the bad in humans. And that's why, um, you know, that's what I told you. This movie definitely has variety and it speaks a lot it's kind of like an ap history or ap literature when they're like okay so here is the curtain why is the curtain blue and there's like different like kind of meanings behind it this movie was that curtain yeah but it de- like what i said it did give real world solutions that i hope that we can take and we can kind of like use now and kind of just like look at what's going on and i hope that like you know this movie just is the start of black Hollywood and just like, you know, the, the rise of it. Because I'm excited to see more black art, art, like artists, more black actors, more mm-hmm. black um, musicians. Like, I want to see that. It's which their char- time to shine. Of the characters that are, um, which character do you identify the most with of all of the characters we've discussed? Which one do you feel is your personality? And then, which one you wish you were? Who would I, who do I consider myself as? I would consider myself as, dude, Killmonger. Mm, agreed. I would, yeah, because I go everything off of emotion. Like, you know, like you see the bad in people and you're just like, ugh. I, I, I would have to, not just because he's, He's fine, but <laughs> but because because growing up in America, that's what you see, especially us millennials. Like that's how it is, and I I have in a way like what you said. I agree in what he's doing. I'm seduced by it, mm-hmm. but I know that it's not the right way for the future generations. Um, but that's basically it. Like I I. If I had to pick one person, I would pick Killmonger, and I would probably kill myself and sacrifice. <laughs> like, that's basically <laughs> it. I think, I mean, as much as I agree with you, I think I'm more like a coy. Like, when she goes after her own love of her life because her loyalty is to her, you know, she's the general of her women's mm-hmm. squad. Like, she worked her ass up to support what she really believes in, and she'll kill even people she loves to be part of what she believes in i feel like that's me like as much as i want to believe in certain things i will fight it to the end and i i think that 
the people in my life, especially my husband and my kids, I think everyone that I love, that if they knew they had to come head to head with me, that they would drop down. Not to be in that way, but they would see that I am not pushing anything above us as a whole. So I would think that's who I'm more like. I would like to be the the most like T'Challa um, because, I mean, he just is so poised and he just is well-spoken and he's the fucking king. I want to be the fucking king. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't have that emotional intelligence in those respects. <laughs> <laughs> I would come and kill everyone off with their you're heads. Gonna die. You're going to die and you're going to die. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, yeah, you hurt someone I love, you're dead. No, kind of, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, but all in all, like, this movie was amazing. And wait, hold on. Going back to the costumes, did you mm-hmm. go and see people dress up? I saw, well, on my personal Facebook page, people who were going, they did. I saw my friends, they were, I mean, they were dressed very African-inspired. Garb, yeah. Yeah, and they, like, I mean, they went all the way in. Of course, everything I love, 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 I just, it felt very united. I Mm -hmm. felt, and I, I grew up with black culture. I went to a majority black schools, so I'm very immersed within black culture. I, I feel like their fight is my fight. I feel like my closest friends are black. Um, so to see them do that, I thought that was amazing because I've seen my white friends. I have a lot of white friends. I have a lot of friends. All I have a lot of friends. Um, but I got to see my white friends love them, some fucking Star Wars and Harry Potter and all that. But to see my black friends do stuff I've never seen before. Like, I mean, I have like some of the most hardcore people from the streets and they, I, I mean, when I was in my 20s, I think I was in the streets too. But um, watching them ra- bring their children, like, I feel like everyone that Halloween dressed up as Black Panther and I, all their kids. And I just thought that was the cutest thing. And of course, you know, watching my coworkers or even my husband say, he's like, you know, when they see other black coworkers, they do, you know, they do the hand motion Wakanda forever. Um, and just seeing my friends when I would go out to eat with my friends and they would bring, they would, you know, my husband's black. Um, so before they would le- leave, they would give each other a hug. And as we were walking away, they would be like Wakanda forever. So I, I got to see that. And for a long time, I have not seen that in adults. And it was really nice to see that again, because it's something you could share with the entire family. So I got to see all of that. Did you get to see that type um, on your personal timeline? I did. I did. Like my friends went all my Facebook friends went all out like families would go and see and they would dress up. And that was so important considering like, you know, there was violence in it and that they were bringing their kids. But it was still amazing. But no, (laughs) that's what that's what I think. I think it was amazing. I think that, you know, seeing people dress up like that as families, going there and just doing what I would do at Harry Potter, because it just not only, like, was for entertainment, but because it touched you physically, mentally, and, like, I guess in a way you could say spiritually, but Mm -hmm. because it was that type of movie, it was amazing. I agree. I think it also, it transcends, because I, even when I was a kid, I remember... Now, obviously, to the to the access of the internet, I see memes from movies that I grew up with, like Billy Madison. But these are movies that I watch with my older sister and watch with my dad over dinner. So those memories I shared became my favorites. So watching these kids, Black Panther, I mean, there's a good chance when the children who watch Black Panther, when they hit their 20s and 30s, 
they're going to remember and relive those moments they had with their parents and their other friends. And it's very connective. I connect with my friends who are my age, the mid thirties and up. Um, we connect to 90 shit. You don't, it's so easy to be like, Hey, do you remember the TV series, Doug? Do you remember the Simpsons? And you know, these things are old and we reconnect. So what in 10, 20 years, people are going to say Wakanda forever. And they're going to still remember that. So I, I feel like these are timeless pieces that we're moving forward with. So I really enjoy knowing that family was involved with that. All right, guys. Well, that was our roundup for the movie Black Panther. If you loved it, please definitely subscribe and wait for the next episode. Um, And also hit us up on our social media accounts, Wakanda Forever. And we hope to hear from you guys and subscribe. Bye. Bye.